Hey there, guys. Welcome back to Faded Through Time. I'm your host, oh, I... Stop. The fucking ghost. <laughs> I know. Ghost. Gosh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Isaiah. And I'm Noah. And today's episode is the yin to the yang. Yeah, this this was an idea that you had, and I'll give you credit for that. But it was such a good idea that instead of going on the board and sitting on there for weeks, we're doing it right away. We just jumped straight in. I think this is such <laughs> an interesting topic, and I think, I think it is, like you said, something that's going to be not taught about as much. It's because people really look at one aspect of something because if something tragic happens they yeah. only focus on the tragedy yeah if something really good happens they'll just focus on all the good stuff that happened and if something bad happened they'll just always talk about the bad things that happened but they'll never talk about the negatives that come from the good or the bads that come from that just said the same thing over again <laughs> vice versa you know what i mean but it, it's just it's just really interesting and we, we have a few topics here for you and so the reason we're calling it the yin to the yang is mm-hmm. because in the in the Taoist mindset in China, and especially referring to the symbol, you have the yin, which is the bad, and the yang, which is the good. And in the symbol, you have the, the two dots mm-hmm. that are <clears throat> the opposite color. Those are to represent that there is always good in the bad and bad in the good. So that's why this is actually going to be a two-part episode. Today we're just going to be focusing on the good that came from bad, and the follow-up to this episode will be going over the bad that came from good. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about just shit that just went down, that just didn't turn out fucking good at all. Where it's like, oh my god, this is terrible. And we'll, we'll, we'll start a little... We'll try, to, we'll try to find a silver lining. Yeah. We'll try to find some good. Yeah. Find something to, to hang our hats on. We'll find that needle in that haystack mm. sooner or later. We just gotta dig a bit. And the first thing we're really gonna talk about right now is the... Um... Yeah, there are two examples of major uh, transportation disasters that revolutionize the the world of safety. Mm-hmm. And specifically, you've probably heard of them already, the, the tragedy of the Hindenburg and the sinking of the Titanic. Mm. Tragic. Both tragic. Starting off with the Hindenburg... Did they play violence? In the Hindenburg... I don't, I don't know if there was a band playing as they were going down. I don't think so. I think it was a much more violent crash you than know, the I'm Titanic honest, slow sinking. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm very ignorant on the Hindenburg. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it's one of the first really, one of the first recorded disasters because it's filmed. Okay. And it's, it's just a terrifying image to see. If you ever hear the phrase, oh, the humanity... Yeah, that's part of the recording that went with it. That that's one oh, of the, the humanity. Oh, the humanity! Oh, the humanity! Because imagine you see a blimp. Well, it's a zeppelin, but imagine a big blimp, right? Yeah. And it's about to land. Mm-hmm. And as it's coming in, a small fire starts, <laughs> and then the whole thing goes up in flames. Yeah, because it's the just whole paper, thing. right, or some well, shit. Well, it's filled with hydrogen gas. Oh my god! So it just it all the gas. Oh. It, all it takes is a little spark, and it would just ignite the whole thing. Did anybody just not notice that? Well, we aren't sure what caused it to be exact. Yeah. But it could be something as small as a piece of metal scraping against metal that just sparked the hydrogen gas and it all went up in flame and 
Somebody the... lit a cigarette. <laughs> the, in, 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 the, in the huge in the... chamber above them, he, he escaped. I, I need a place to, to sneak out and smoke my cig, guys. He's like, oh, man. My wife's going to be bitching. Into all these the snitches here are going to go tell her because they all want in her. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, geez. But, there, okay. there are theories that, that it was a bomb or something like that but really really it probably was something accidental of a leak or something like it it's possible a little bolt of lightning might have done it shit happens yeah but from that we then we it was originally thought that zeppelins would be the transportation of the future do you know that actually the the tip of the empire state building is is a landing dock for zeppelins what the frick yeah that's why that's why it goes to a point at the top of it. Oh, what the hell? Oh, you that, remember the thing that King oh Kong climbs? We were that that we were gonna go full on steampunk, bro. Yeah, we were gonna fly around yes. in zeppelins. Yes. Ste- but because of the Hindenburg tragedy, and especially because it was filmed. Yeah. Oh my god. Everyone got to see what happens when one goes up in flame. Yo, why didn't? Uh, when did they fill it up with something else? Wasn't there one filled up with helium? I. I wonder if that's what a blimp is, or if that's what a blimp is considered, or if they still use hydrogen. I'm not sure. I hope not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a science guy. But, yeah, neither am I. But I, I don't know if it had helium, if it would have the same buoyancy, if it would still float the same. Okay. It, it, might, it might not fly the same without, without hydrogen. Mm. Okay, okay. But the other one, and I won't spend too much time talking about the Titanic, because we did reference the Titanic in episode... For small dick cowboys, but the Titanic disaster did revolutionize some of the safety protocols on cruise liners, like life jackets and lifeboats, and having a mandatory like learning session at the beginning of every cruise where you must sit and learn how to how to put on your life jacket and where your lifeboat station is. Mm-hmm. So there, a lot has changed since the Titanic, where you could just get on the boat. And not have to, not have to worry about anything like that yeah. until it smacks you in the face with a whole bunch of ice. Yeah, they, couldn't they have avoided it? I, I think they were going just too fast, right, or something. <sighs> there um, are a lot of things that went wrong with the Titanic. Yeah. the The biggest, the biggest problem with it was that there were not enough lifeboats. That yeah. that is problem number one. <laughs> because any anything during the cruise line could not have saved the fact that there were not enough lifeboats. Yeah. There's nothing you could do during the cruise to try to get more lifeboats. Man, I wonder how some of those people reacted. Hey, check that out. Link in the some, bio. Yeah. Ah, yeah. 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 Episode four. Check it out. Small Big Cowboys. You might learn about something in the Titanic. See how some of the people reacted to a sinking ship. Yeah. You know what is crazy? The fucking Crusades, man. Yeah, shout out Crusader Kings. Holy <laughs> shit, what a beautiful game. Ah. Crusader Kings 3. But Get the yeah, DLC. The Crusades, we're going to consider them bad for the reason of there. it was an incredible time of violence. And there are records of the rivers genuinely running red with blood. Like the, the streets actually flowing just red. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it... Imagine it, all the fish in there. Ugh. Poor things. They probably died too. Yeah, they probably <laughs> died. Oh my god, all that iron. Yeah. Ooh, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh my god. They, but, pro- they probably eat some of it, depending I mean, on what's in there. Do you think they fed them to the fishes afterwards? Maybe. Damn. They probably just let them drain. So, like, what happened during the Crusades specifically? Well, the Pope was, was called upon by 
the Byzantine emperor for mm-hmm. some help against the Seljuk Turks. Okay. And in doing so, it launched one of the many crusades where the Pope would basically say, hey, we're going to reclaim the Holy Land and just fail at it so many times. But in doing so, kill so many people in the process. I don't... Including women and children. Just the, It was a brutal time. And it... It really, it, it is a, a sad event when you think about it in, in those terms. Yeah. It's it, all those needless killings over mm. Holy Land, specifically the ones you didn't even gain afterwards. Mm. You just lost the war. That, that I, I believe there are at least 12, 12 crusades that all tried and none of them were really successful. They, they did briefly set up a, a kingdom in Jerusalem, yeah. but that really didn't last too long. But some of the good that came from the Crusades, bro, hear me out. Yeah, yeah. Spices. Holy shit. Picture this, right? Picture this in your mind. Absolutely. You are a peasant in England. Oh, peasant. (laughs) Your your diet consists of... Shea bread. Like, probably some some bread. Yeah. Fried bread's great, though. Yes. Yeah. But it it, it wouldn't have all those things. It would just be... It would be bread. Bread. It, It would be like... Like like sourdough bread. Oh, corny. But you, yeah, but you'd have you'd have probably some some leafy greens maybe some some cabbages or something like that. No, all right. And uh, some some, some, water. some potatoes maybe. You might have some potatoes. Uh, all right, all right. Are they cleaned at least? Hopefully. Yeah, you, they'd be boiled. Oh, thank thank the Lord. But they probably you'd probably serve them whole. But oh. you'd you'd knife and. But now hear me out. Yeah. Imagine how much your world would change if you had paprika. Things would taste better. Everything would taste better. I put that shit on everything, like everything bagel season. It would be like it would be like <laughs> salt and pepper on the table. You just have a, a a whole jar of it there. You'd sprinkle it on everything. Oh hell yeah! But also, like along with pepper, there were there were tons of spices that suddenly reached new new locations. But another major one was cinnamon. Oh. Oh, oh, my God. That must have made freaking... Imagine the bread. Yeah. Imagine having never tasted cinnamon and for the first time just putting it on some bread. I would have been fucking fiending, man. I, I would have... I, I thought I would have died and went to heaven. Yeah, I, I thought that would have been it. I'd be like, hey, man, just only give me bread for the rest of my life. A little more. cinnamon. Yeah. A little cinnamon. That's all I need. <sighs> did they have butter back then? Yep. What did they put it on? Did they, did they put it on butter? Mm-hmm. Oh. Did they put butter on butter? <gasps> did you do that? Did, did they have can't believe it's not butter? No. Nah, fuck. No, that they would have considered a heretic. Nah. Oh, because you can't believe it. Can't be trusted. Witch! <laughs> Burn it! Burn it! <laughs> oh, man. So, we will talk about an event that happened within our lifetimes, Flip. Yeah, yeah. We were around the, like one or two. The, the tragedy of 9-11 did actually have some... Some benefits that came from it. The TSA, there are more safety guidelines. It, I guess it's sort of similar to the the Titanic and the the Hindenburg, and it's it's more of a safety protocol kind of thing. Let's specifically get a rundown of what 9/11 specifically was. It was a it was a, um... a, a terrorist attack on the twin towers in New York City and the Pentagon in Washington D.C. that occurred in 2001, September 11th. Um, and these people got on the uh, airplanes, and which would allow hijacked airplanes and crash them into into those buildings that I mentioned. Yeah, they were able to bring on these uh, different type of like um, bombs or weapons because of the fact that we really didn't search back then. Mm-hmm. It was just 
full through. We didn't really do anything. We said, hey, get on the plane, man. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, pass yeah, the joint. You know what I mean? It definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about that. But, you know. but it, it definitely, yeah. It, it changed the... It changed what it's like to be on a flight. Yeah. It, it changed what it's like to get on, changed... And I think at least in the terms of security and mm-hmm. feeling safe when, when flying, that yeah. those those changes were, were necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a definitely more safer environment. It's, it's And we also, we also got the Department of Homeland Security from it, too. Yeah. So directly from that. So there there is always there's always some good even in the what is considered the most most tragic event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is always even even in terms of uh, a forest fire. Yeah. And this, here's a science thing. <gasps> Whoa. What the frick? Their their forest fires are sometimes necessary because they'll they'll reshape the landscape and change the the flora and fauna of the region. They'll and some trees actually do benefit from being burned down. Their seeds then do, do still grow afterwards. Damn, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, because forest fires, forest fires can happen naturally, mm-hmm. and they could just sprout. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the there, nature has weird ways. So there is always that. I guess that is the point of the episode. There is always that good in the bad. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, like, like oh, the fucking dinosaurs, bro. The dinosaurs. The dinosaurs. The, they died. Yeah. Meteorite, and then hey, the dude, we, we we I mean humans came to be after that because you think you think you can handle T Rex, bro? You think you can you fist know, fight a T Rex? You know that's entirely fair. That that the cop without the the meteor, that we would not have evolved. So there is a lot of good. Yeah, in, exactly. in that bad. Exactly. They. Sorry to dunk on the dinosaurs, but like. <laughs> yeah. Fuck th- all th- of thank, you guys. Thank you, Comet. <laughs> thank you, Comet, <laughs> for wiping out the entire population. <laughs> Except for a couple tiny rodents that would eventually evolve into all mammals and in, crocodiles. In well, the cro- the crocodiles were actually dinosaurs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Mm. Crocodiles. That's crazy. No wonder they're fucking scary. Have you ever, Have you ever seen one in person? Yeah, bro. I went to a zoo, and I've been <laughs> to Florida. Oh, oh! Wait, a zoo in Florida, or do, were you just in Florida? In I was just in Florida. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I that, was. That'll just, happen. It was in a swamp. Yeah. And we you, mean, were you mean Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, dude. Florida's so flat. Florida's just so flat. Oh my god, it's it's it's. It is very very filled with uh, filled with gators, though. You can't go two feet without seeing one, I guess. Damn Another bro. one. Speaking of alligators. There's a very famous book called The Jungle, and I wanted to talk to you about this, and I haven't explained anything to you about this, so this is going to be a genuine reaction here, and I'm excited. So the book The Jungle was written by Upton Sinclair, and it, it was written to detail some of the events that he had, no, that he had heard about and seen in working conditions in, in industrialized America. Okay. And it would be probably the very late 1800s to early 1900s. And he detailed a couple events, one of them involving the boiling and canning of lard. Fat, right? Yeah, lard is, lard is fat, and it's, it's used in multiple cooking purposes. Okay. Um, but in a factory that, that processed lard, he, he detailed a story of a person falling into the vat and just being boiled along with... Because in, in the process of making lard, you're taking basically pieces, unused pieces of, of beef 
I don't, I don't know if they use normally it's it's beef lard, but they might use other animals. But it's it's spare pieces and things like that. And a, a person fell into it, and they just and, let it happen, and, and was boiled. Sweeney into Todd, the, that bitch, completely. The, he didn't get baked into a pie. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was not. The lard. Oh. The lard might have been used in baking a pie. Exactly. Oh, a no. meat pie. Oh, and then no. someone ate that man, Noah. Oh no, Sweeney fucking Todd style. Oh no. He detailed people, I, I think, freezing to death and people also being... Cr- they're crushed and there are also other examples. The Jungle is a pretty gruesome kind of book. Mm-hmm. And it's it's called The Jungle for the reason of it's supposed to sound so terrorizing of the working conditions. It's like a and jungle. And he, he, he's famously quoted as saying, I, I aimed for their hearts and I hit their stomachs. And I want you to think about this, Flip. He wrote the book wanting to make the work conditions safer. Yeah. He made the book a little bit too gross, and the focus was on, oh my god, there's stuff in our food like that? Yeah. The Food and Drug Association was then created largely because of the book. Yeah, absolutely. They were like, I'm eating all this fucking shit. They didn't... It it took a while for labor unions and things like that to get support and eventually change work conditions. The book was trying to do that. But instead, it, it made our food and drugs purer. Yeah, thank the Lord. Oh, so it, it did help. This man. So that's, that's the did good thing. Did he win a Nobel there. Prize? Hmm? Did he win a Nobel Prize? I don't think so, but I think he won probably prizes for the book. He should have won a Nobel Prize for that fucking book. Well, Nobel Prize is for, like, establishing peace. I, I, he probably won a Pulitzer Prize or hey, something like that. Hey, that's peace through some people's colons, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Everyone's getting the runs fucking everywhere. I, I, does eating human do that? Yeah, possibly. I don't know. If he eats a, I think if he eats someone's brain... Only, hold on. Only if you eat an Olympic sprinter, then you get the runs. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, joke of the day. That's going to be a joke of the day, man. That's crazy. You know, diarrhea actually goes, you know... It's, it's hereditary. It's hereditary. Yeah, it actually, it runs through your genes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But that's the good uh, and the bad there of that, that poor person was boiled into some lard, but now we have the Food and Drug Association to make sure that that doesn't happen with, with people or any, any contaminants or anything like that. Imagine all those fucking people just uh, eating each other. Uh, I love how Upton Sinclair was disappointed in the radical changes that he brought forth. He was, <laughs> he was like, like, "I I wanted better working conditions, no, but we just we just got kind of cleaner food now, which is better. That, that's I mean, a plus. But yeah. like, I wanted people to not die at the workplace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jeff Bezos, man. Yeah, 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 he definitely knows. Speaking of, like, you know, fucking people, uh, Pompeii. Speaking dude. of people. Speaking of people. <laughs> speaking of people fucking. Um. <laughs> Pompeii. Uh, all they ever did there was just fornicate with each other. Uh, in and out, doesn't matter who it was or what it was with, there was somebody sticking something into somebody else. Or... Pompeii was your average Roman city. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was located in southern Italy. Did they have the most? Did they have a crap ton of brothels? Well, most cities did back then, and it was located to the south of a volcano called Mount Vesuvius. And when Vesuvius erupted, the panic and the the terror that gripped the city is truly a horrifying event in human history. 
It is largely described by Pliny the Younger, if I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah. Um, but from that, we do get so many relics from the past because it was all preserved in the ash that, that fell from the sky. And we do have we have bodies of people in their last moments, and it's it's interesting to see what people were doing. Someone fucking. There are examples of people <laughs> in each other's embrace. There is an example of a person holding a vial of poison mm. who essentially was planning to commit suicide but didn't even have enough time. Yeah, oh my goodness. And yes, there is an example of a person who had, who was who was, by himself, yeah, deciding to use his last moments to make sure he was as pleasured as he could be. Did he get there? I, we will never know. Did, did, do you think? Do, do you think they could tell? We, by... we will. We will never know, Flip. And I think I'm content in not no, knowing. I, I, I <laughs> want to know if that man finished. All right. <laughs> because that. Because, hey, man. From another man. Did he finish? It, I'm sure. I'm sure he knew. I'm sure he knew. I'm sure. I he... mean, if I had the opportunity to during a volcanic eruption. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, bro. And that shoots for the Probably fucking not. stars, man. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. But is is that how you want to how you want to die and be remembered as though? Because uh, that's, sure, that's I, all his body is going to be referred to. I'm sure as that. that was on that, that was the last thing on his mind. I'm sure he was thinking of the queen or something. I'm, I'm, sure, it was, I'm sure it was probably like he's, he had started before the eruption and was like deciding to just go through with it. That's how the other people are. Who the, the two They're ones that, that are just sort of huddled, that are just yeah. sort of accepting their fate. And mm-hmm. it, it's so incredibly sad. We actually know a lot about Roman bread because of Pompeii. Because instead of finding a bakery and never finding any loaves of bread because it would have disintegrated by that point. Mm-hmm. There were loaves of bread that were covered in ash, and although it's covered in ash, we at least still have the fossilized remains of it. So we could actually tell what ingredients and how it was made and the production of Roman bread. What that should be a fun heck? experiment sometime. Flip, you you want to make Roman bread? bread? We could make it sometime. Oh, bad dude. I'm I wanted to try some that. ancient Greek bread, but... That'd be fun, too. I'm going to try fried bread. <laughs> you and your fried bread, man. Dude, Always. So, dude, I love fucking fried bread. Yeah, you do. Another example of the bad and the good. It's the story of Charles Martel. And yeah, I don't know who that man is. The, <laughs> the, the Battle of Tours is a massively important battle between the Catholics of Europe and the Muslims of basically North Africa and Arabia. Mm-hmm. And it was the 700s, and you have to think in terms of Islam. Islam was only created in about 680, 630, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm, I might be incorrect on that. It should be 600. It should be 600s. Okay, okay. Um, it's the 700s, right? And Islam is... Essentially taking the world by storm. It is becoming heavily popular. It is spreading among some of the most advanced nations in the world at the time. We are in the Islamic Golden Age. The Mecca and Medina are massively popular cities. They're, it's, it's probably the, the, the height of, of Islam. Is, is well, that, is at that least why one the, of the peaks of Islam. Is that why, pope, is that why the Pope was like, hey man, 
This is actually before. Oh, really? This is actually pre pre Crusades. Oh, thank the Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> um, but the the Islamic faith had spread from Arabia along the North African coast and had reached Spain and was creeping through to France. France. The was France falling, or was, was France a superpower? France was powerful. Germany was not as powerful yet. Um, England was not formed yet. It's still the kingdom, the like three petty kingdoms over there. Yeah, okay. But it's it's gonna basically come down to one battle: a huge Islamic ar- army and a huge Catholic army. And at the Battle of Tours. Charles, Marte- Charles Martel is leading an army of basically peasants. Granted, a lot of peasants. Okay, okay, okay. But peasants. All right. Versus a highly trained Islamic army filled with Beodin warriors from across the world who are go who are on a truly it's like they're on a winning streak right now. They've gone across North Africa and into Spain and are moving into. And they're France. hyped. They got momentum up to one hundred. Yep, they've got their momentum going. They're 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 the the forces feel like they're behind them. And Charles Martel, here's the good and the bad, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the bad part. Charles Martel is fighting the battle, right? And his men start to retreat. They're peasants. You need to remember this. Yeah. They're fighting against people who have been soldiers probably for at least the past five years. This ain't no David and Goliath, right? A little bit. A little bit. In terms of the strength between the peasants and the yeah. the trained military. But Charles Martel, seeing his men start to retreat, decides to make a bold move. He and his little cavalry unit charge headfirst into the line. <laughs> and Charles Martel is killed. The peasants seeing this, seeing their leader fall, are so enraged that they turn around and fight off the rest of the Islamic invaders and turn away the the wave of Islam that seemed so unstoppable across miles of Africa and Arabia. What? They David and Goliath that shit? Charles Martel in his little suicide run there was able to secure a victory for the entire Catholic faith. Damn, so that, that man just tossed it up. <laughs> not, not to be too, too, too blasphemic. Not to fill the room with too many blasphemies. <laughs> but in terms of people who have sacrificed themselves for the faith, probably Jesus and Charles Martel are probably in that order, at least in my mind. Because if... if Charles Martel loses that battle. Uh-huh. There's no telling what the Islamic army could have done. Because they were huge. They yeah, were... It, it, like I said, it was like they had amassed all of their armies, and if it was going to happen at this battle, it, it was going to decide basically most of the rest of what Europe was going to be able to put up. England might have stood a chance, but again, they would have had to unite together really quickly. And I don't know if... If that would have happened with the Vikings coming soon. Maybe the Vikings could have held them off. That would be interesting. The Vikings fighting the fighting the Muslims. Oh. What this, a, this what is a all situation histo- that would play out as. This is all historical. This is no religious point of view either way. We're all stating this. This is in terms of the 700 ADs. Yeah, we're, we're speaking of the fact that 
historical if figures following of the Battle of Tours, not really the religious Tours, views. If they had won, if they had won, and then fought the crazy ass Vikings, fought the Vikings. That oh, that, that would. But the, uh, do the Vikings have numbers? Probably not as much. Probably as them. not. No. And but the Vikings, I would still say, are better warriors. The French. What about the French? The fr- that that's who was fighting at Tours. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The French, the French stood a chance. Yeah. But Charles Martel had to had to expend his own life to be able to do it. Shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens. But at least he, at least he, uh, at least he, he died an that. honorable death and yeah. uh, and saved Christendom. So, in a. Uh, Another, another battle, another sort of, I'll call it another suicide mission. The Battle of Thermopylae, you might have heard of it, the 300, the, mm-hmm. the 300 of Sparta. It was actually probably a little bit more than 300. The 300 Spartans went, but they also garnered a couple um, mercenaries from Thebes and Athens as well that went with them. So it was probably somewhere more around the thousand number mark, mm-hmm. but that's still not very many people. In terms of what they were up against. Because King Xerxes of Persia was marching through northern Greece to attack the major cities in the south. Mm. And in the north, there's this huge mountain range. And it goes from the middle all the way out to the cliffs of where the shoreline is. And there is a small stretch of, of land where you can actually be able to walk. And that location was called Thermopylae, which is where the battle takes place. Okay. And this small path is one that, for the Spartans, is truly advantageous because their fighting style is setting up a shield wall using their... Their shields would have been basically their size. Their shields were huge then. Yeah, yeah, It was the big rectangular ones, right? No, 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 no. no. They, They would have been huge and round. Oh, okay. You have to think hoplite shield. Think of... Have you seen me play yeah. World of War? The hoplite shields are mm, big and round. round. Ones, yeah. Um, they would have had big round shields. They would have had long spears, and then they would have had swords on them. That they, if their spear breaks or if their, their if hips. their formation breaks, that's what they would go to. And the the army of King Xerxes, it's debatable as to how many troops were actually there. Oh, this is the Spartans, the three hundred Spartans. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I. I thought I thought I said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm so, uh, maybe, you might have maybe. heard of it, the 300 Spartans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have we caught up, Flip? Yeah. We're all right. Up. We're there. Sorry. Maybe okay, I'm we're just good. a bit faded through time right now. Yeah, a little faded. A little yeah, faded it's through all time. Right. But this battle didn't fade through time. It did not. This is one of the most famous battles in history, and it's it's referenced so many times by so many famous great warrior kings and things like that. Mm-hmm. But at the Battle of Thermopylae, the the small stretch that sort of forced one forward motion. If you set up a shield wall along that and set your spears forward, you can just hold the line as as people could try to attack you, but it really wouldn't work out that well. Yeah, because they couldn't get through and they could just poke you with the fucking spear. Yeah, poke you with the spears and you try to get through their massive shields, you, good luck. And the Spartans were excellent warriors. These were the... The 300 that were selected by Leonidas were basically the the best of the best Sparta could give. It was the people he trusted the most. Absolutely. Because he was on the... He was... He knew what he was going into. Mm-hmm. And the the selected group from the Thebans and Athenians would have been probably some of the best fighters that they could give to. 
The the sad truth is that Leonidas knew he was not going to return from this battle. He went into it knowing that. And that's a, a, a misconception that there was any faith that he could have actually won this. There's no way. There's a huge-ass fucking army. Yeah. It, it's, like I said, it was debatable, but up to a million versus 1,000? Yeah. I don't how how good can your shield wall get, man? They had they had, they had the one thousand because of the mercenaries and stuff they hired yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. It it probably be around a thousand. Yeah. Um, but the the thing is, he he knew it was a a suicide mission that there was going to be no chance that he would return, because he had heard of the size of the army he was up against. Really, the reason he went was to give the cities of. Athens and Thebes enough time to evacuate because they were they were celebrating festival at the time and they wanted to finish the festival and be able to leave because it would have angered their gods if they would have just stopped the festival to leave so I believe they needed three days and the third day is the time that the second path is then relayed to the the Persian army. They discover a small goat path that they're able to send their archers up and take take aim at the the line of Spartans. And is there any hope that he could have held them off entirely and won the battle? I'd still say probably not. There's just too many. Fatigue, food, supplies... But in terms of going and doing what he needed to do, exactly what he what they needed. Athens was able to escape largely, but Athens did suffer. Uh, they they were still ransacked, but they were able to mostly escape. Yeah. So the good and the bad there is still the, even the the loss of Leonidas, such a, a tragic event there. It bought enough time for the Greeks to eventually regroup and turn away. King Xerxes. And they saved all those people. I wonder if they... I wonder... There's probably, like, so many songs that were lost that were written about them. I'm, sh- I'm sure there were plenty. Each single one of them, each 300, had hmm. a name somewhere. And then they were just all listed. We, we really only know about Leonidas. Yeah, I'm sure that... It's sad that stuff like that fades through time. Yeah, it really does. But I'm so glad that uh, at least the story is still there. And those hmm. 300 men, or how many people were there, still were oh, talked right. about, nameless or not. The fact that it happened is still talked about to the day. That their glory is still remembered. And they will never fade through time. Will never fade through time. There's one final one, and this is just <laughs> kind of a, a, a smaller note, and this is just a fun little funky one. But do you want to know the reason why Britain drives on the left side of the road and why Europe drives on the right, and the rest of Europe drives on the right? They have a beef, right? <laughs> They're just rivals, no. No. <laughs> no, it's because Napoleon, right? Mm-hmm. In the early 1800s, when he comes to power, he sets a new series of laws called the Napoleonic Codes. And it's a very famous set of codes that a lot of later legal documents are based on. Um, I should say legislative documents. Um, In those codes, one of the things was that roads would be set up in a way that the driver is on the right side of the road and that traffic coming towards you passes on the left. Mm-hmm. The way that you and I drive and the way that most of Europe drives and the way most of the world drives, actually. 
Hmm. But uh, the reason for that is because it dissuades people from jousting. Oh, thank God. <laughs> because think, if you're on a horse yeah. and you have a sword on you because it's the 1800s, if I'm... If I'm on this side of you, and I'm, I'm motioning to the, the way that I would be... The right side of me. Or the... We would be fighting, trying to cross our bodies this way. Yeah, so I'm riding down the road on the right-hand side, and I have my right hand, mm. and it's literally on the off side of it. I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. But if I'm on this side of you, and you're on your catacorner to the right side of me... We'd be able to clash our right hands. Yes, it's it's based on the assumption that most people are right-handed. Yeah, but that is the reasoning behind the right side of the road rule, mm-hmm. and because Napoleon took over so much land in Europe, most of those nations adopted the the right-hand side rule. Britain was never conquered by Napoleon. Britain kept their left side rule, and it did become partially a we don't want to be like them. Sort of ideology. That's a beef thing. They're like, yeah, but, we won't be like you, bitch. But even after Napoleon, it just still stuck that the the Brits were just sort of wow. Used to we it. we hated England so much that we switched our side of the roads. But now we drive on the right side of the road. <laughs> but yeah, there's always there's always some good from the bad. Even in uh, the violence of the Napoleonic Wars, we get our our streets today organized left or right side. And there's always good and the bad, and I think that is the the point of the the yin and the yang. Yeah. Always, always try to look for silver linings, even in the bad moments, mm-hmm. and look and understand the bad that can come from good. It 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 deepens your understanding of the world around you if you look at the good and the bad, even in every aspect. Absolutely. The uh, what is it called? The uh... The, the angel, the devil. The angel and the devil on your shoulder. Absolutely. Gotta listen to both of them every day. You do gotta listen to both of them because, like, you know, the angel could be like, all right, well, this and that. Well, the devil's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe I do want this chocolate cake. <laughs> uh, the angel's uh, like, whoa, bro. Like, it, it should be so in this. It, but it tastes so good, you know? And death by chocolate? That's all you, man. Oh, God. Yeah, you're like, bro, I do I love chocolate, though. Exactly. <sighs> but no, I think this is. Definitely interesting and definitely brings out more thought. And remember, upcoming, we'll be able to have episode two of this. We're going to be talking about the bad that came from good events. Yes. We'll have to... We'll keep it secret. We won't We won't include any of the, the topics we'll talk about in that one. But it is an interesting one. We'll get our second half of this. We'll get the, the yin to the yang. I, I suppose this is the yang to the yin. Yes. Something like that. Anyhow, <laughs> check out the Twitch, guys. All the links are in a bio to anything. We have a TikTok. We have a Twitter. We have a Twitch. And a Discord. And a Discord now. A Discord. Come chat with us. Absolutely. It'd be great. Check out the YouTube channel, Faith Through Time. It has all the uploads of our Twitch streams. And uh, thank you again. And we'll catch you next time on Faded Through Time. Through time.